This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. If you're a collegiate runner, indoor track season's here. And if you're not a collegiate runner, you're getting ready to put those base miles in. Whether you're competing this winter or just getting ready for next spring, you'll want to make a stop at Cedic Run. From spikes and throwing shoes to all sorts of trainers, get outfitted to perform your best. And if you're running outside this winter, God bless you. But SDR has some great winter gear to make you much more excited to run outside in the cold. That's Cedic Run, where life and running intersect. We're always interested in new sponsors for the podcast, so if you're looking for a new, unique way to advertise, look no further than us at the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. With thousands of downloads and listens, we offer a maybe alternative way to advertise. Either way, email us at prairietfpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message on our social media channels. On this episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast, Cam and I put a bow on the cross-country season. That's right. It's done. It's over. We had great performances at the high school and collegiate levels this fall from North Dakota natives competing within and out of the state. We talk NXR and collegiate conference, regional and national meets on this episode, But I should say, there is one more race, however, that hasn't happened yet, that will truly put a finish on cross-country season. Bismarck native Lexi Zeiss, who's running for Roots Running Project, will be at the Sound Running Cross Champs this weekend. Good luck, Lexi. Go get them. In this episode, we also announced some early signings from across the state. Now, we only announced the ones that we saw on social media, so if you signed with someone and we missed you, We're sorry, we apologize, but send us a message and we'll make sure you get a shout out on a future episode. Cam and I want to say thank you for listening to season three. We're so excited for our new season, which we're calling Legends, that's going to drop next week. We'll be interviewing some of the state's most legendary track and field athletes and sharing those interviews with you guys. In the meantime, please go follow us on social media. Um, We're doing a giveaway at 500 followers on Instagram, so be watching our page for that. Otherwise, keep listening, leaving nice reviews on Apple Podcasts, telling your friends about the pod. Thanks so much, you guys. Now let's dive into the season three finale of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rayo. And we are here today wrapping up season three. I can hardly believe that we are three seasons into this podcast. But if you haven't noticed, if you're new to the pod or you just didn't know, we typically follow the high school seasons or the college seasons with our season. So we just wrapped up cross country season a few weeks ago. And so it's time to wrap up a third season of the podcast. And in this season, we've had a lot of great episodes, a lot of great interviews. And Cam, I see that you've also been working on a really great mustache, too. Lean in this a little is, closer. Ooh. Yeah. This is years in the making. This is <laughs> the only thing I've ever wanted out of facial hair is like a not a great mustache, but like an okay mustache. So, you know, today's we're recording on the last day of November. So have you been doing no shave November? Is that like an actual thing you've been doing? 
in yeah yeah so it started off by just like letting letting any piece of facial hair grow uh, and then over thanksgiving my family did like a 1930s themed like murder mystery like on a train sort of game <laughs> and so i shaved everything to try and have like the greasy 30s mustache and then uh i've just left it since i've gotten the the blessing of my wife to to have the mustache and so i'm taking that and running with it for as long as i can <laughs> i love it i think it looks pretty good with the long hair thank you i, I think if the I'll... long hair goes the stash goes too though so <laughs> Here, move your computer closer to the door, and I can say that a little louder for her. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> oh. So before we get started in today's episode, I do want to point out one really cool thing that happened to us. So if you've been following us on Instagram or Facebook, you'll know that we did a podcast collaboration with the podcast titled You Talking to Me. And You Talking to Me, a couple of Grand Forks natives, Rachel Cox and Hannah Opp, and they review movies and this month they were on their sports theme. And so we were able to review the movie McFarland USA with them. And Cam, if you could just like give a sentence about McFarland USA, what would you say about the movie? Uh, inspirational uh, cross country movie that would get anybody excited to go run a couple miles. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And so it was exciting that we got to record it with them, but Here's the cooler part. So if you've never seen the movie, the, it's about this high school cross-country team that is from Southern California and they don't have a team, but this new coach comes to town, new teacher, and he gets the team up and going again and they go on and have a successful season. And the main runner in the movie, his name is Thomas Vallis. And that was his name in real life. I don't know clue who the actor is, but Thomas Vallis is the, the protagonist in the film or one of them. And the other day we're posting on our podcast pages, letting people know that we did this review. And all of a sudden I get a message that Thomas Vallis has liked your post and I lose it. Like the real guy in real life from McFarland, yeah. who the movie's based on, likes our post and then comments on it and says, hope it went well and shared another link to a video that we could watch. But I was so juiced when i saw that i have no idea how he found it you know the, the beauty of the internet i suppose you know maybe it was maybe he just follows like the hashtag mcfarland or something like that um but yeah really cool uh to be able to connect i guess uh in that way with him and you know hopefully he goes and listens to it you know and enjoys hopefully we didn't bash him hopefully we said all good things you know uh, yeah <laughs> i think yeah. we did i think we did uh, i'm trying to think i don't know if he'd have an appearance fee but maybe sometime we'll get thomas valles on the prairie track and field podcast yeah maybe maybe that's a, a couple years down the road yeah we'll have to see so thank you for joining us today if you're still listening to us throughout our banter we appreciate it but we are going to break down and put a bow on the 2021 season and cross country was great on all levels. High school, we kind of had a, a somewhat normal year again after last year, kind of going the pods and the smaller meets this year, we got to really see what was a normal cross country season. And we were really thankful for that. And the college scene, a lot of great meets there wrapped up with some really great, great performances on the national scene. And before we even break down cross country, 
we did this last year and we felt like we needed to do, to do it again. And so we want to just give some shout outs to some early signing recruits. Now, Cam, kind of break it down for us. What does it mean, like this early signing period? What, is, what does that mean? Yeah, I, I, there's not really anything different from signing early uh, than signing late, I guess you could say. Uh, but these are just people who have, you know, gone on enough visits or visited the college, uh, university that they're confident enough in committing to that uh, they are able to sign at the earliest possible date uh, and have committed to continue going to school and and running, jumping, or throwing uh, as a part of that school's uh, team as well. So it's kind of a cool, cool thing for you know track nerds like us to get to start thinking about, oh, this guy or this girl is going to that school. That could be big for their team or, wow, I can't believe that this small school got that big of a recruit, you know, just like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. so, you know, really, I think it's, it's more of like a, it's probably more of a marketing uh, thing for the universities uh, to be able to get the, that information about the athletes that are coming next year um, than anything, but yeah, gives us something to talk about. And yeah, we're excited to just kind of run down uh, just a couple of these uh, early signings. So, yeah. And what's crazy, the early signing is relatively new within the past couple of years. But if you think about it, a lot of people that we gave shout outs to last year that are freshmen in college this year haven't even had a chance to compete yet. And we already have next year's recruit yeah. signing. Yeah. So that's just kind of a little mind boggling stat for you listeners out there. So what we're going to do is we have compiled what we've been able to find on the internet, mostly through social media, through reposts, through different articles that we've come across for some people that have signed. And if we have missed your name, you signed somewhere and we didn't give you a shout out, we apologize. Send us a message on our social medias. We'll be able to get you a shout out in a later episode. Also, we always say this too. We really stressed this last year. And if you want to go back and listen to more about Cam and I's recruiting experience, that'd be a good episode to go find. But if you haven't signed yet, don't worry. Don't worry at all. There is still plenty of time. And honestly, as you listen to this podcast, one thing that we hope that you've been able to see in here is that a lot of these schools that we're going to mention today from North Dakota, all great options. And if you're a runner and you, yeah, you might not be able to go D1, heck, go D2, go D3, go NAIA. There's all sorts of great programs out there. And we can really, if you need examples of people succeeding at all levels of North Dakota track and field, And heck, we'll even throw Minnesota in there too. Just ask Cam and I, because we could probably find an example for you real fast. Or, you know, ask your coach too. You know, your, your coach has probably coached, you know, athletes for years and years, hopefully, and has had a lot of their own athletes go on to a lot of different levels uh, for a lot of success. So um, yeah, the thing, thing I was just going to say about like early signing um, or late signing, or I don't even normal signing. I don't know what <laughs> not early signing is called, but um, take, take the time that you need. Uh, if you're interested in running in college, take the time that you need to visit the institutions that you're interested in, find one that you would be comfortable at uh, under any circumstance. A lot of things, you know, one thing, maybe we said this last year and one, one thing I've heard from a lot of pros when they talk about recruiting is, you know, if, if running was taken away, if track was taken away, would you still enjoy or 
get some sort of like fulfillment out of the college experience at the university or college that, that you chose. Um, and then, you know, that that's kind of a good metric of understanding or knowing if you're, you'll be in a good place or not. So, yeah, all that being said, uh, we'll just kind of run down the list that we have. And uh, strangely enough, the, the first name that we have on this list in the first college uh, or the university, uh, Ryan. Okay. Academy. Sorry, Excuse me. Academy. What, what's the, before we get into this though, what's the difference between a college and a university? I, I don't couldn't know. tell you. I couldn't tell you. There's not, there's no two-year universities, right? But there are two and four-year colleges. So I, I have no idea. Cause at the Drake relays, they have the college division and the university division is what, what they call it. But basically it's just like the D two and D three. Anyway, we can, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. If, you, if you're listening out there and you know the answer, send us a message. Please let us know. Inform your hosts because we're clueless. Who gave us this job? <laughs> the first person that we have is uh, Griffin House. He's a distance runner from Sentry. Uh, and he is going to the Naval Academy, uh, which is incredible because that, that's not just like a signing. He didn't just go on a visit, you know, to go to any of the U.S. military academies, you have to get a recommendation from a state senator. I believe so. Something like, so it's a process. You have to have volunteer hours and, you know, extracurriculars and very good grades. So Griffin, congratulations. Um, We're excited to see how you do um, academically and, and athletically at the Naval Academy. Yeah. Thanks Griffin for deciding to serve our country. We really, really appreciate that. And yeah, all the way out in Annapolis, Maryland. So it's, uh, it's not North Dakota anymore, Toto. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right, moving right along. Our next college is Northern state down in Aberdeen, South Dakota. They always seem to get a couple North Dakota recruits. One of my favorites that they got was my old teammate, Adam Leach a few years back. And this year they were able to steal away Morgan Sheldon from Mandan. Morgan is a hurdler and a high jumper, but she is signed to compete in the Maltais. So doing the pentathlon and the heptathlon for the Northern State Wolves. So shout out to you, Morgan. Yeah. Uh, Minot State, as always, you know, we love Minot State. Ryan, I mean, we got to be up there with two of the biggest Minot State fans, uh, at least in our own respective homes, right? Are you, are you the biggest Minot State fan in your house? I am the biggest Minot State fan in my house. See, I, I'm currently the biggest Minot State fan in my house, too. So Build uh, the dam is all I can and, say. And, and they continue to build the dam with some very solid logs uh, from North Dakota. <laughs> Wait, did you just refer to these recruits as logs? Well, I mean, that's a timber, this strong timber. Like, it's supposed to be a compliment. You know, wood is sturdy and it ages well okay Okay. anyway i'm sorry (laughs) staying home in minot is elsie hardy she's a thrower uh she'll be competing next year for the beavers as well as cassie praska from bismarck high who is a sprinter on the men's side charlie hardcastle uh distance runner from williston he'll be heading on over to Minot to compete for the Beavers and their growing distance program. Yeah. And 
Chuck Hardcastle. I don't know if anybody calls him Chuck, but I'm going to. But uh, <laughs> Mr. Hardcastle, uh, I know he's a follower of the podcast. So shout out to you, Charlie. And yeah, hopefully just keep continuing that success from state team state title to building that dam at Minot State. Yeah. All right. And I'm pretty sure, Elsie Hardy, I'm pretty sure that she may have a, a relative that signed. I feel like we gave a shout out to a Hardy last year that signed at Minot State. So we'll have to fact check that part later. We'll move on, though, to MSUM, our friends right across the river in Moorhead. Hunter Peterson of Jamestown. She signed with the Dragons. She's a high jumper. I think maybe competes on some relays, too. So she is going to continue her education and athletic career at MSUM. So congrats, Hunter. Uh, North Dakota State University, always a, a place that Ryan, you and I have our eye on, being it's uh, where we both went and competed. Uh, so we love it when they get uh, some of the best recruits from across the nation and especially from the state of North Dakota. On the women's side, they signed Jasmine Williams from West Fargo. Um, she'll be staying, well, I guess not technically home. She'll be going from West Fargo to Fargo, um, but competing for the Bison. Uh, and on the men's side, Ryan, uh, something that's even closer to, uh, to your heart and I guess to mine too, uh, Grand Forks native, Red River, will be a Red River alum when he's graduated. Uh, distance runner Hunter McHenry has signed to compete at NDSU. So, NDSU next year, NDSU will have two Red River distance runners on the team. So that's that's pretty cool. And I wonder if yeah. that's ever happened before. Wonder if that's probably, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. That would be that'd probably be a question for uh coach Jeff Baki, you think? Yeah, he'd he'd probably know. Yeah. Baki, Baki, if you're listening, shoot us a message. I mean, um, hey, and NDSU's uh, – no, I won't say that. NDSU is going to be very young on the men's distance side, but For I think sure. they've got a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I did fact-check myself in the meantime as you were speaking oh, about okay. our North Dakota okay. State commits. And last year we gave Jenna Hardy a shout-out from oh. Minot. I don't know for sure, but I will go out on a limb and say that they are probably related. So – we will see the Hardy sisters be, I don't know, Timber? Dominant? Yes, I like that way better. Yeah. The Hardy sisters are going to be putting up big marks for the Beavers, yeah. so we're excited there to watch go. them in the future. <laughs> and then our final, final shout-outs that we're going to give is University of Minnesota, the Gophers. Um a little bit different, you know, no men indoor track program. So I don't know how that affects their signing, but we did have two women from the state that signed with the Gophers. Annaline of Fargo North. She's a distance runner. She is going to become a golden gopher, continue her education and athletic careers in Minneapolis. And then this one is a really, really interesting signing. So Annie Nabwe of Jamestown. On her little recruiting Instagram post, the Gopher said she's going to be a thrower. But last year at the state meet, she did the impossible. And she won the shot put and won the 100-meter dash. So it'll be really interesting to see if she can transfer 
all of that explosiveness into the shot put, and I'm sure she will, and probably pick up a few other throwing events along the way like most throwers do. So, <laughs> And that's going to conclude all of our early signing recruits up to this point. So one thing I did want to mention is if you are still looking at schools and you're not totally sure what to do, there's a really good newsletter out there called The Lap Count by former professional distance runner Kyle Merber. And if you just type this into Google, you'll find it. But the lap count, it was their newsletter number 29. It was called, So You Want to Run in College. And it was just a phenomenal piece that he wrote and gave all sorts of advice. And everybody was retweeting saying, like, every high school kid needs to listen to this. So go back and listen to that. That's the lap count newsletter number 29. So You Want to Run in College. Great resource. Yeah, thanks to the lap count for sponsoring this episode of the Prairie Track and Field podcast. <laughs> we'll we'll no, have to yeah. we'll have to forward that to Kyle. Uh, no, yeah, I I get that uh, Wednesdays, right, Ryan? Lap count, it's yeah, it's really mm-hmm. good. He does a really great job. So yeah, um, yeah. So moving on from recruits, uh, we're just going to go into a bit of a. You know, final wrap up on the cross country season, give you a quick rundown of all the final like championship races. Uh, it's kind of there's there's so many races, so many athletes competing at the end of the season. It is it's impossible. It's impossible for us to fit it all in one podcast. So we'll be doing our best just to uh, get as much of the information out as we can to you guys. Uh, we apologize if we if we miss something. Um, we're doing our best. And we're just there's two guys um so we'll start off uh with the nike heartland region um just some results from there um on it's it's not an official like north dakota uh like high school state sponsored event so anybody who went down there was going uh for the love of cross country or you know for uh just another chance to compete so uh props to all you who went down there, uh, you did not have to, but uh, it's just a great race to go to. So um, the first uh, result we have from that meet, Parker Hints of Bismarck, uh, he was able to take first place in the Rising Stars race at the region meet uh, he, with a time of 16-14. So uh, Parker, yeah, of Bismarck uh, won that race. And I mean, any race, regardless of what division, um, if you can win, Winning's big. Winning doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. So. Yeah, yeah. And then also Elijah Defo of Grand Forks Red River finished eighth in that same race. So shout out to you, Elijah. Yeah, the f- the future is bright. Uh, Griffin House, who we had mentioned earlier, uh, he was the winner of the open section number three at uh, at the Nike meet. Uh, he dipped under sixteen minutes, fifteen fifty eight. So uh, you might be like thinking, oh man, how did Griffin House, you know, one of the top runners in the state, not make it into the championship race. Uh, but it was it was a tough, tough meet to get into uh, runners from North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, uh, not sure about that one. I'm not sure about that. One. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of runners, though, who come. And I know this year, especially with like uh, – at the beginning of the season when they were planning all this with COVID uncertainties, they kind of locked down on who got into the, to the top race. So um, I'm sure he would have liked to be there mixing it up with the rest, but man, like I just said before, a win is a win. Uh, And I mean, one of the main emphases of the Nike meet 
is it's a team championship. Uh, and so Griffin House's team uh, of the Bismarck Sentry Patriots, uh, they got second as a team in that open section number three. So very, very impressive. Of the boys who were able to make it into the championship uh, division, Ivan Askham uh, was the top North Dakota finisher, 14th place, blazing time, 1527. Nice. Hunter McHenry, uh, close behind, 1537. Uh, and your state champ, Aiden Johnson, uh, would have been the third North Dakotan uh, with a time of 1542. Um, so great runs from both. Of those guys, like I said, it's really hard after a tough, tough state meet to tack on one more race. So for those guys all to run that quick, um, very good job. Yeah. On and the girl, also go for real it. quick before the girls, Hunter McHenry was wa- rocking the Ragnarok XC singlet. So huge yes. shout out to Hunter way to way to represent the club. Let's go. Uh, is that wait, what was his time there? I just read it, but 1537. Is that is that a Ragnarok club record? I would think that's a Ragnarok club record, but I'm not for, totally sure. For 5K cross country. I would think so. I would think so. Because that was I, that was probably the only race ever run. You Have you run cross country in a Ragnarok jersey? Uh, not a 5K. Yeah. Well, then I All think right. that would be, that's it. Proclaimed. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Hunter. You better watch out. I just have to find a 5K cross country that I can I can run it. Uh, on the girls' side, uh, Jalen Ogle from Watford City is the first North Dakota girl, uh, 49th place with a time of 1836. Uh, Eleni Lovgren from Williston, uh, the North Dakota State champ, not far behind, 1843 uh, for her. Ah. Uh, Right. Oh, one final result. Uh, I'm sourcing all of these NXR results from a friend of the pod, Nate Peterson. Uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, give him a follow. He does a great job of retweeting all the most important North Dakota cross country and track and field information. Uh, in the open division, Damian Zenowick from Red River uh, was fit, uh, 16th place uh, in that race. Uh, 1,200 runners in the oh open division gosh. for the boys. That's bananas. Um, and over Thanksgiving, uh, Damien and Hunter also went out to Wisconsin for the Foot Locker Championships. Um, well, it's now the East Bay Championships. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So <laughs> they extended their season even further. Uh, and had, that race is in Kenosha, Wisconsin, I think. or Wa- Waukesha. Waukesha. Some, some weird some, Wisconsin name. Yeah, why you got to do that, Wisconsin? It's in Wisconsin somewhere. It's a pretty hilly, really hard course, uh, quite contrary to the Nike course, which is pancake flat, super fast. Some would say it's potentially short. Uh, either way, Hunter McHenry, 1551 at the East Bay Regionals uh, for 41st place, and Damian Zenowick, a PR, 1606. Dang. At the East Bay regions course so on a tough course uh, what's what's cooking up at grand forks red river i do not know it's something spicy i'll tell you that much that's for sure so 
That is the high school cross country end season. That's that, <laughs> that's it. No more no more cross country till next year. Close I'm going to cry. But all right. Well, let me tell you what I've got for you. So Dickinson State, one of the teams that we have not had a coach on yet for, we haven't had an athlete on yet for, but don't sleep on the Blue Hawks because their women won the NSAA championship. And Alexius Miller from Bowman placed third at the conference meet. The Blue Hawks went on to qualify as a team. This is the women's side. The Blue Hawks qualified as a team for the NAIA Nationals meet, and they were able to compete there. So big shout out to the Dickinson State women. On the men's side, Dickinson State took third at the NSAA championships. They did not qualify for NAIA Nationals as a team. However, Cole Jensen, who took fourth overall at the NSAA championships, qualified as an individual and was able to compete at the national meet. So that is how the Dickinson State cross-country season ended. For Jamestown cross-country, uh, the women finished 10th at the GPAC conference. Paige Erbstosser of West Fargo was the top finisher in 51st place. Uh, on the men's side, they also finished 10th at the GPAC conference. So great job to the Jamestown Jimmies. Go Jimmies. Yeah. All right. For Valley City State University, they also are in the NSAA, the same conference as Dickinson State. Both the men and the women placed fifth at the conference meet, did not have any qualifiers for the national meet. So we look forward to track season for the Vikings. Man, Ryan, you're giving me all the Minot State info today. So Minot State, uh, the women finished eighth at the NSIC, followed up by 24th at the Central Region, both very competitive uh, meets. So great job to the women. On the men's side, uh, the male Beavers got seventh at NSIC, led by Jacob Jensen's 10th place finish and 20th at the Central Region, led by the 29th place finish for Jacob Jensen, uh, who went on to better his D2 era 10K school record. He ran 31-20, I believe. So great job to the Beavers and to Jacob. Dang, that's fast. Also, I don't like the sound of this, but male Beavers, Meavers? No. Nah, okay. No. Dude, you, you called them Timbers earlier. So. Yeah, you're, I, 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 I called them Logs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to you, Mary. So also part of the NSIC conference, they had quite the season on the women's side. And we talked about this a little bit, and you've probably seen a lot of this information before on our Instagram and Facebook posts. But the women of Mary, the women Marauders, they finished second at the NSIC meet, led by Alyssa Becker's seventh place finish. Taylor Hestekin and Lacey Feist, both North Dakota natives, placed 13th and 17th respectively at the NSIC meet. They went on to have a great regional meet where they qualified for the national meet where they took 10th place as a team, 10th place at the D2 national championship meet. Alyssa Becker finished in 17th place and those same two North Dakota natives, Taylor Hestekin and Lacey Feist finished 79th and 97th respectively. And on the men's side, the men finished second at the NSIC meet. They were led by Jesse Cass's 11th place finish. He ran 25-33. And they went on at a good regional meet, but were unable to qualify for the national meet. And now the Marauders look forward to indoor track season. 
back more to the east, uh, University of North Dakota, after a strong, strong start for their men's and women's cross-country teams, uh, wrapped up their season with a fifth-place finish for the men and the women at the Summit League, uh, followed up by a 24th-place finish at the NCAA Midwest region for the women and 26th at the NCAA Midwest region for the men. Uh, I'm sure not the finish to the season that they had hoped for, uh, especially with the start. Um, but hopefully things will get back rolling and they'll be back on track like all these teams, uh, for the indoor season. Yeah. And, you know, new coach, new leadership, it looks like they're doing some really great things up there, building back the culture. And we really yeah. are excited to see what UND can do this season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, finally, you know, a, a crazy summer, crazy fall, hopefully finally some consistency and uh, yeah, can get that rhythm going. And uh, if our one conversation with coach Baron camp is any indicator, uh, big things are coming. Yes. And then just a little bit further South North Dakota state, the women took second place at the summit league championships. The men took third place at the summit league championship meet. And then also competing at the NCAA Midwest regional, the women finished 17th. And the men finished 22nd. So that does it for our cross country season. I feel like you could actually like close the book now yeah. because we just, we just put the bow on it. So Cam, as we move forward into season four, we're not going to be taking much of a break because we've taken a little bit of a break the last two weeks. You guys were tell asking us when the next episode was coming out. And so we had to deliver and we don't want to delay it anymore. So we're going to hop right into season four next week. But just a couple things that we've got lined up. 500 followers. That's the goal for Instagram. 500 followers. As of right now, when we're recording this, we are sitting at 494 followers. And why, why should people follow us? What are we doing at 500 followers, Cam? We got a giveaway in store. Ooh. We don't maybe. I, okay, we've got yeah. a giveaway, but maybe don't give too much away. That that's all. That's all I can say. Well, I'll say this too. It'll be better than the other prizes that we've promised on the podcast before, which we never gave out. We actually have stuff and we're ready to get it off our hands and into the hands of our listeners. So exposed, exposed. <laughs> exposing ourselves but we're, we're ready. We've, we've been doing, we've been actually doing some work. This isn't just something that we are, we're like throwing together. Like, Oh yeah, it'd be fun to, you know, we, we got stuff that we're working on. Uh, so, you know, maybe you guys will catch us off guard and we'll get four followers quicker than we expected and we won't be ready, but we will be ready eventually. And we'll be getting some cool stuff uh, yeah. out to you guys. So. Yeah, we're super excited. It's going to be a great, great giveaway. So please make sure you tell your friends to follow us. And as always, give us your feedback. We've had some great messages coming in the last few weeks. We love getting a sense of what you guys are looking for in our episodes. And that's why we're here. We want to be able to provide news, provide stories. And we're really looking forward to this legend series that's upcoming. We're going to be asking some of the legends of North Dakota track and field how they got to be so good. What was their story? Well, how did they become so successful? And we're like, I'm just ecstatic because that's what we started the podcast for. When we had this dream of what we were going to do, we we're only going to interview these legends of track and field. And 
And all of a sudden we've come and become like a new source too, which is really fun. I enjoy that piece yeah. of the puzzle as well. But yeah, look forward to some really great interviews upcoming. And if you have somebody in mind that you'd like us to interview that you think qualifies as a legend, shoot us a message and we'll make sure uh, we try to schedule them into the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who's like still in high school or, you know, think back to the high school that you ran at, think of like, who is the most famous track athlete from your school? Send us a message of who the most famous track athlete from your school is. And uh, hopefully we can, we can try and get them on if they're, they're still alive. The most famous one that I can think of from central uh, Cliff Cushman, mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't be able to interview him, which is, which is really too bad, but, uh, I want to hear, I want to hear what everybody else would say for, for their own school and we can see what we can do. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap things up for season three of the podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you just continue to follow us on social media, tell your friends about us, leave us a nice review on Apple podcasts, subscribe to us on Spotify, all these things, you might not be able to see that they make an immediate impact on us, but they really do. And we're really excited for some of the projects that we have in store upcoming. So as always, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.